Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Again, it is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Talking sprint car racing, our favorite time of the week, and we are so glad that you have joined us. Steve Post in our Concord, North Carolina studios from the Lethal Chassis Studios in Mifflin Town, Pennsylvania. Ashley Strumming, my co-host. Hello, Ashley. How are you? Hey, Steve. I am wishing I was in Ohio this past week. Wow, what an incredible weekend, Steve. Eldora, we're going to talk to the million-dollar winner, Logan Schuhart, but... King Donnie the 40th on Saturday night, Ashley. Really, really cool to see Donnie Schatz get another big win out at Eldora. It sure was. And if you get to see the video, I think World of Outlaws tweeted it out. Um, there's a clip of him being mic'd up after the race. And you can see before he climbs out of his car, I don't care what anybody says, there are tears welling in his eyes. They may not have rolled down his face, but you can tell it was an emotional win for Donnie. Yes, indeed it was. He led all 40 laps. It was his sixth time he won the King's Row. That puts him one behind some guy by the name of Steve Kinzer. And his third win of this World of Outlaw season. We all know, Ashley, it's been a bit of a struggle, but uh, we saw a little bit of this when the Outlaws were there in May. I don't think it's a really big shock that Donnie Schatz has won a big race at Eldora. Absolutely not. I mean, he he knows the place like the back of his hand, and he's always been confident there. And I think even in the interview, he said that even he had to cowboy up a little bit for that racetrack Saturday night. Boy, he did. They did. And Donnie Schatz is King Donnie the 40th. Okay, prior to that, it was millionaire Logan the first. Yes, Logan Schuhart, $1 million Thursday night at Eldora. And when we come back, we're going to open the Sage Fruit Hotline. Logan Schuhart, he joins us next. The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Donnie Shots and the rest of the world of Outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Let's get right to the Sage Fruit Hotline. Driver that last week picked up $1 million out at Eldora. Logan Schuhart, Shark Racing, joins us. Hello, Logan. How are you? It's great to be talking to you. I mean, something good happened. Something something did happen. So. Something good. Just a little bit good. That's for sure. We're five or six days. We record this on Monday, so we're five or six days out after that. Has it sunk in? What's what's the reaction been like to your million-dollar win last Thursday night? So we, we had to race the next day, and we had a pretty big one on Saturday that we were going after. So it was, we had to get right back to work. Didn't have a whole lot of time to celebrate, even though we still did a little bit. But um, I think the, the biggest time it sunk in was driving home yesterday on Sunday. Um, 
people cheering. We had, you know, PA fans driving home, uh, you know, hanging out the windows, fist pumping, clapping, beeping the horns. And um, I know the race rig did too, because I asked them last night when we got back and I said, hey, do you guys have anybody cheering at you and stuff? They said, oh my God, the whole way home, everybody was doing it. So that's pretty cool. And uh, I went for a run this morning and you know like i do all winter long and nobody ever stops but i had two different people stop uh get out of their trucks hey can we take a, a photo with you you're that guy that won a million dollars aren't you so um definitely a surreal feeling pretty pretty awesome but um hanover's hanover's definitely proud i i think there's a whole lot of pennsylvania yeah. proud not just hanover there logan <laughs> Uh, but you talk about that, you know, people talk about if I win a million dollars in the lottery, they're not going to go to work on Monday. You know, you still had to go to work the next day. So that kind of stinks. But let's get right into the thick of it with the race. There's two things that I have to know that were going through your head at two given points in this race. And one was during the red when that car fell on the right rear with no tire. What was going through your head in a lap 49 and a quarter when you bounced that thing off the wall? Like you gave me a heart attack in both of those instances. I gave myself a heart attack a little bit, but uh, no, the red during the, during the red there when, you know, everybody did a, a, an awesome job. So um, Brandon, Lonnie worked their butt off, not just that day, the whole week, uh, you know, five days in a row we it was basically more than that we came from wisconsin they drove all day to get there um switched cars around and then we raced on tuesday so um those guys do an amazing job they work their butts off and uh, i'm so happy for them that they were able to win a, a big race like that um kyle cj were helping us for the week um bill's out there you know he's he's ready to go and they all you know we all had a plan together what how we were going to do it, what we were going to do and they did a great job you know we're out there on a racetrack and you know eldora's banking um there's grease all over the rear end and you know the car fell off the jack stand so um they you know we actually handled it very well you know everybody is very calm you know just pick the thing back up put it on the jack stand and, and get back to what we were doing and, and that's exactly what they did so definitely it was a little bit drama filled gave the fans something to um you know, watch, but uh, the team handled it very well. Uh, didn't get too anxious and uh, didn't, you know, didn't let it get to them. So, um, but I think with that little bit, you know, that little episode, some fuel poured out the top of the tank. And I don't know if they showed that on TV, but uh, actually, when I got on the gas after the red uh, catch up to the pace truck, I wanted to see what the car would feel like. And when I got to the pace truck, cause I called up to him really fast. I slammed on the brakes and the sparks from the, the brakes actually lit the, the tail tank on fire. So I was actually on fire for, um, about half a lap and it was why I passed the pace truck right there and tried to put the fire out and whether the speed of the car, you know, the air put the fire out. Uh, we didn't learn until after the race that the, the fire extinguisher that is now mounted in the car was empty. So it did it job um i didn't actually you know honestly know how they work but uh it was empty so it whether the gas from that put the fire out uh, or the air a little bit of combination of both but uh definitely uh drama filled but we were able to hang on and get the win holy cow yeah 
and I, I remember the fire on the car because they were talking about a little bit on the flow racing coverage, okay? You're hauling it off. You see the white flag. I read Jeremy Elliott's story and said you didn't pay attention to the flags. Uh, you didn't look at the lap counter. You didn't look at it, but you see the white flag. Ashley talked about lap 49 and a quarter. What happened down in turn one? Uh, so a few times I had to peel off and either slide a lap car, run around the top of them. Um, they didn't really slow down my momentum too much. I could kind of, as soon as I would get to them, it was almost, um, I could make a move right away. So they didn't kill any of my time. And I was able to get right back in the, in the groove of, you know, just pounding the top and making laps. Uh, but when I got to, you know, I did see, obviously see the white flag and instead of, you know, I didn't know how big of a lead I had. I didn't know, um, if somebody was close to me. So I, in that split second, I didn't feel like it was a great idea to drive. And there was also, it wasn't just one lap car, there was two lap cars and they were both running the top. Uh, so I didn't want to drive across the middle of the racetrack and sit still and exit and give somebody uh, a run, you know, to, to pass me in three and four. So uh, I thought, well, I'll run the top. And if I have to dime in the corner, you know, that that's, I should exit the corner a lot better than what I would if I just drove across the bottom. So. Um, I followed that lap car in there and it took all the air off the wing and I could feel the car getting tight as it was entering the corner and it just kept getting tighter and tighter and I had to kind of jam on the brakes, get the car to turn and then drive it down across the racetrack. And I wasn't going to the top in three and four, so I'm just going to play the conservative role, drive through the middle and, and knew I had a, if, if somebody was close, they were going to have to pass me around the outside. I love it. I love it. And, you know, I love victory lane. Awesome moment. But I've got to ask, obviously, Bobby Allen, the patriarch of Shark Grayson, the reason this is all happening. Uh, he said, you know, you're going to get half because we all talk about it. You're the million dollar winner. Right. But we all know that the, the driver doesn't essentially get the million dollars. But he said he's giving you five hundred thousand dollars. Is he going to hold true to that? And I mean, like, what's your first purchase? Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have any. uh dumb things in mind is somebody likes the funny answers or what the you know what there but um you know uncle sam likes his part but uh it's uh so I'm, I'm sitting at a storage unit right now and whether that happened either way uh you know summer and i sold our house uh, you know dreams of building our own shop and um didn't know how we were going to do that you know as we sold our house thinking you know we'll work on that we'll live in the motorhome for a while and however it plays out you know we're gonna we'll just make it happen so uh, we can definitely get started on that now. That's the plan. Uh, we found some land that we want to uh, want to buy, and we we're trying to make that happen beforehand. And it's it's funny how that stuff works because uh, my aunt, who is my realtor, she was you know helping me with the whole process, and she was talking to me last week, and I was you know talking to the bank and how crazy interest rates and all that stuff are, and I'm like, man, I don't really want to do that. It's nuts right now. So uh, I said, let's just talk about it next week and see how this week goes, and it's weird when you have feelings like that and how you just feel like you have a great shot uh, at, at winning a race like that. And uh, it just all came together and it all happened. Holy cow. Yes. You're happy, but the realtor, your aunt is really happy with that, man. I'll tell you that is <laughs> yeah. really, yeah, that is awesome. Logan, hang in there with us. Everyone else stick around more with Logan Shuhart in just a moment. 
The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Donnie Shots and the rest of the world of Outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Talking with Logan Shuhart on the Sage Fruit Hotline here. Logan, can you take us into the mind? What is your what do you think your grandfather's take on all of this is? Because he's the one 10 years ago that put all the doubters aside and said you couldn't do this, you couldn't do that. He's the one that did it. And and yeah, while you're getting half of it, the race team's getting half of it. What has he said anything to you? What 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 do you think his take in it is? Uh, it's it's weird, you know. I actually haven't got to sit down and talk to him yet. You know, we've yeah. been so busy since Thursday. Um, you know, our minds were focusing on trying to get back out in the racetrack and you know just keep being fast. You know, go after Kings Royal, and then we drove home yesterday. Um, you know, I'm I'm moving. He's he's busy doing stuff, so I haven't got to actually sit down and talk to him about you know what we accomplished. You know how crazy that was and all that, but. Uh, just being next to him and in, in some interviews after the race and um, just how proud he was. You know, he came up to me after the race and, you know, real quick, you know, in victory lane and just shook my hand, gave me a hug, told me how proud he was that, you know, couldn't have drove a better race or, you know, just the whole night, how the team did everything the best they could and, and just, you know, just did an excellent job. So he he's very proud, you know, obviously of how far we've come and, and all the people involved, you know, so many people that have been involved with this team and been a part of helping it build since the very beginning. A lot of them were there on Saturday night. A lot of them weren't, but there's a lot of proud people in victory lane. And um, I think that was one of the, the, the coolest things for me. You know, I, you know, we were going to race again on Friday and I, I didn't even really drink after the races on Thursday. I didn't need to. My excitement and my celebration was looking at, you know, looking around at all my friends, family, sponsors, and the happiness on their faces and how excited they were and what it what it meant to them. And that that doesn't get any better to me. So um, just a, a really awesome feeling. I, I couldn't agree more with you, Logan. Uh, I'm glad that you were able to kind of soak up that moment as well. And, you know, I feel like we've kind of been on this journey with you. I remember when you first came on the show and you were hitting the Outlaw Tour and you kind of talked about it in Victory Lane. And I remember you telling stories about how, how you guys were sharing hotel rooms and, you know, having to divvy out shower schedules and trailer doors breaking, going down the interstate and all the crazy stories that you've shared with us over the years. But there was one thing that you said in Victory Lane and then you talked about, um, you know, you felt like at points you guys didn't belong. Um, and I'm sure many people would agree. Obviously, you've won the biggest race and now have your name etched in the history books as where you belong. But was there a moment in this entire journey that was like the lowest point for you that you can look back on and now say we did it? I think that, you know, the first two years of running the Outlaws were the hardest. I think for me, um, that's when I really questioned myself. Um, you know, financially, we didn't have a whole lot of what it took to, to run the Outlaws, but um, and the goal was always just to make it to the end of the year. But for me, you know, racing go-karts as a kid, 
you know, we always won races. You know, as soon as we got the sprint car at home, uh, we won races. And then I went two years of running the outwalls. I'm feeling like I just got my butt kicked every night. And those guys are so good. They still are. There's so many good teams. I feel like right now it's as competitive as ever. But um, it's so hard to win these races. It's so hard to win it on, you know, a normal 10,000 to win night. But um, obviously there's some tracks that we go better at. But, um, you know, we raced for for two years and didn't win any races. And, um, you know, crashed a few times or just ran in the back, barely making races, barely getting by. And I think that was, you know, when we won our first race in, uh, at Cedar Lake, I remember, you know, that was like the first time, like, oh man, okay, we're starting to figure this out. We're, we're going to be able to do this. And then obviously the build up from there and in the two years after that, we won a few races and then uh, big name, you know, sponsors, you know, Bill's, Bill's big part in, you know, helping us off the track and on the track of, uh, bringing in people like Dryden and, and then the relationship and the, that, that we've grown with them and just how it's been a building block each year uh, between people like CND rigging and NGK spark plugs and now we have uh, Federated on the car so um, you know Duramax now so it's 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 a building block of um, you know each year of growing uh, with the people around you to to get to this point and uh you know, running second in every major event, Knoxville Nationals, uh, the Kings Royal, the National Open, running second in every one of them, um, and knowing we're right there, but, um, you know, we just got to make it happen. So uh, it was worth running second in every one of those to be able to say that we won the won the biggest race and uh, our winner's share in, in sprint car history is pretty amazing. Logan, I want to build off from what you talked about, the level of competition on the world of Outlaw NOS that you drink sprint cars. Can you even describe what this year has been like and how good you have to be every night rolling off the truck? I mean, I've, I've always felt, and, we, and we've always known that to win an Outlaw race, you almost have to be perfect every time you hit the racetrack. Like you gotta go out, you gotta qualify well. Um, you're gonna start up front in your heat race. You know, you gotta be able to get, get great starts, uh, know the racetrack, hit your lines, and make very minimal mistakes. And, you know, then it just almost becomes a little bit of a luck game. You know, where you start in the dash has a lot to do with it because um, these guys are so competitive. They're so evenly matched. Uh, and then it's it's making the all the correct moves in the A main. So um, there's about eight to ten cars that race with us on a nightly basis that are right in that category of if they do everything perfect that night they're going to win the race and so it's uh you know starting 10th and winning it, it, it's possible but it's 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 very tough um it's very rare nowadays with the equipment uh the quality of drivers the quality of mechanics uh and equipment so um definitely race with the best of best in the business you know i i've heard larson talk about it before about you know it's not it's just a different form of race and i haven't really raced anything else but i can't see how you would say that somebody in a different form of racing could just jump in these things and you know compete right off the bat it's not uh you know they're definitely their own animal and these guys are you know top tier in, in what they do and that's why when you're able to win you know 
any any race, you know, any world of outlaw race, uh, it makes you feel like you did a, a heck of a job because you did. You're beating the best in the business. And you did, and you certainly did that last week in the million dollar race. Logan, we're gonna let you turn the air conditioning. We uh, a little behind the scenes here. They had to turn the air conditioning off to do the interview, and they're cooking in the car. We're gonna let you turn the air conditioning back on and get back to moving duties. Thanks for joining us. Congratulations on the big win last week. Hey, thanks, Steve. Thanks, Ashley. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. There we go. Logan Schuhart joining us on the Sage Fruit Hotline. Stay with us more in just a moment. The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st, and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Donnie Shots and the rest of the World of Outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Ashley Strummy and Steve Post here. And uh, boy, I'll tell you what. Logan Schuhart living the big life while he was moving furniture from a storage unit after winning that million-dollar race. I'd, I'd, I'd have had a moving company there, Ashley, if it were me. I couldn't agree more, but it makes him show just how humble and human he is. Yes, it is. That's for sure. Last week here on the program, we talked to Bud Kading, King of the West, the Howard Kading Classic out at Ocean Speedway in Watsonville. Love this one. Another guy that we just think the world of, Shane Golubek. He had finished second three times in the HK race. Finally got the monkey off his back, $6,900 to win race. Boy, there's something. And, and, and Logan talked about finishing second in big races. Boy, you finish second a few times in a big race, you start to wonder. But uh, for Shane Golubek, no wondering anymore in the HK. No, and you know, sometimes it just takes a little bit of experience to make that. And when you're right there, all it takes is that little step. And finally, he's found it. He certainly has. Exactly. The race to double digits in 410 sprint car racing. I did not see this one coming. I know he's been running good, but the first driver in the country to get double digits, 10 wins in 410 racing. Ashley, he's from out there in your neck of the woods. Yeah, eight wins at Lincoln, two wins at Williams Grove, Freddie Raymer. Um, it's hard to believe, Steve, that just goes to show you how competitive all of sprint car racing is, that we're just, what, we're almost in August and somebody's finally hitting double digits and winning. Yeah, no doubt about it. So Freddie is off and rolling, so we'll see how he fares across the board the second half of the season, but first driver to double digits. Okay, World of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars. Okay, we record this on Monday. Wednesday, they were at BAPS. And this weekend there at Williams Grove, Ashley, first and foremost, when that shark racing car rolls onto the racetrack, I'll bet you Pennsylvania Posse fans are going to go berserk. <laughs> I'm not going to bet you, Steve. I know they're going to. <laughs> Obviously, uh, $20,000 to win on Saturday. Um, it'd be cool to see that happen again, to have shark racing in victory lane. I know he wants one bad at Lincoln, um, but Williams Grove is no what do I want to say? It's its own animal as well. Yeah, no doubt about it. When we look at earlier this year, Brad Sweet won at Williams Grove. Last year, the winners at Williams Grove, Brett Marks won the Morgan Cup. Sweet won the Summer Nationals. And there was this guy, Lance DeWeese, won three times their last season. When the World of Outlaw and NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars wrap up at Williams Grove, there's a whole bunch of racing. But actually, High Limits is back next Tuesday night at Grandview. That's going to be a big one as well. 
Yes, it is $23,023 to win. It's the sixth race of the season for the High Limit Series. Um, some guy named Kyle Larson has won three of them. <laughs> um, his streak is at Wayne County, Tri-City, and Eagle. And I know he does enjoy Grandview, so we'll see. Yeah, Grandview's <laughs> fun. If you can make it to Bechtelsville, Pennsylvania, Grandview is a fun place. And it's going to be interesting to see because there's some Pennsylvania posse guys that are really, really good there. There's some all-star guys that are really, really good there. Yeah, Larson's good there as well. Rico's good there. Boy, I tell you what, I started myself down a, down a rabbit hole, that's for sure. Ashley, it's going to be awesome. It is the month of money, and right now the focal point is up there in Pennsylvania. Not a better spot in the world to be watching sprint car racing, is there? Well, as long as Mother Nature keeps her tail out of here on the weekends. Well, there's that. There is that. Mother Nature, leave us alone. Don't get Mother Ashley Strummy mad at you. you got big problems. Hey, we appreciate Logan Schuert for joining us here on the program. More important than all of that, though, thank you for joining us here this time on Wing Nation. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches.